I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. (laughs) Why can't we have Mike Tomlin in the playoffs? I know why we can't have Mike Tomlin in the playoffs. He's still the property of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think there's any interest in Mike Tomlin jumping to Denver. Here it's nice this time of the year. Someone asked me recently, for those of you who don't know, and I come by this honestly, going back to age 13, I knew zero about football. I couldn't have told you what those little yellow flags were. I didn't know what the orange markers were, either the pylons or the first down markers. Uh, I had not a clue what they were doing out there. I just knew it was thrilling when John Elway led the Broncos on a fourth quarter comeback against the New England Patriots. Happened to be watching football with my stepdad, my brother at the time. Now, my brother was a Cowboys fan. I don't think he knew much more about football than I did. So we, neither one of us ended up picking a team (laughs) that was inside uh, the region where we grew up. But I remember I fell in love with the adrenaline and the excitement. I was screaming like, well, like a young girl. And I decided from that point on, I was ride or die with the Denver Broncos. So, of course, through three very painful Super Bowl losses, as well as some really embarrassing early round playoff exits like the Jacksonville Jaguars when they were an expansion team. I'll never forget that one. Anyway. That's how far back my allegiance to the Denver Broncos goes. So someone asked me recently, I don't obviously talk about it a lot. First of all, they stink right now. But second of all, uh, I don't I don't generally bring any type of fan proclivities into the studio because it doesn't matter. Uh, I don't in any I've worked really hard to to let people know that I'm objective, I'm not biased, and so it doesn't It's not necessary for me to be talking about who I root for away from the studio. But anyway, someone asked me on Facebook, actually a few people asked me on Facebook recently as part of Ask Amy Anything, who would you like to coach the Broncos? Because we obviously have a bunch of other Broncos fans that listen. My standard answer is Mike Tomlin. (laughs) And I'm just appreciative. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Steelers fans, many of you, not not all of you, but many of you Steelers fans are so anxious to get rid of him. I would take him in a heartbeat. I think the majority of NFL teams out there, if they believed that they could get Mike Tomlin to coach their squad, they would get rid of the guy they've got right now. No questions asked. And I feel the same way about Sean Payton. Now, granted, he's not currently, well, He's not currently on the sidelines. He still has his rights uh, in control of uh, by the New Orleans Saints. But I honestly believe this is why we have not seen any of the dominoes drop yet with any coaching hires. Usually by now, we've seen a bunch of announcements. So, yeah, we're seeing coordinators. Uh, interviews are still continuing. But there are teams out there that are willing to wait on Sean Payton. 
and they believe he's worth the wait. So we'll see what happens if a team lures him away from the broadcast. It's not really the booth. If a team lures him away from the broadcast studio and then how quickly the other hires take place behind that. But yes, if you ask me about the Broncos and their next head coach, Mike Tomlin, it's a compliment. If it didn't transpire, it probably means that it should have. It definitely should have. Now, I love him with the Steelers, too. He's clearly built a legacy and one incredible track record there. And now, after going through a rebuild of sorts in the wake of Ben Roethlisberger's retirement, he's got the team pointed in the right direction yet again. There are a lot of coaches and a lot of franchises that would take a lot longer to get their team. Oh, well, the Broncos are a great example, right? Peyton Manning retires, and look what happens. Seven consecutive playoff well, I, I shouldn't say, I was going to say playoff losses, but that's not what I meant. Seven consecutive years with no playoffs. Seven consecutive seasons in which the playoffs are a pipe dream. How about that? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I feel like that was too much confession. They say confession is good for the soul, but probably not on a Thursday morning. Also, I'm having trouble speaking today. It's a job hazard. Maybe it happens more when you work overnights. I just know there usually is one show every mm, two or three weeks where the the sentences that come out of my mouth, they're not actually what I was thinking. I'm thinking one thing and something completely different comes out of my mouth. Has that ever happened to you or is it just me? It don't make sense. You learn. <laughs> and no, I don't need more coffee. Actually, I could use some more coffee. Jay, can that be part of your job description? I'm a fan. I'm a really fan of coffee. <laughs> no, he's busy Get in the there coffee. pressing buttons. And you wouldn't know it, Jay, I'm about to out you. You wouldn't know it because his job is different than mine. He doesn't talk for a living. But there are, I would say, one or two shows a month where Jay is also not quite in sync. <laughs> it happens. I'm just the best of us. It does happen. I wouldn't even say I'm the best of us, but yes, it definitely does happen. So this is one of those mornings where I'm so frustrated with myself because what I want to say is not coming out of my mouth. So I just be the first to own it. I'll just be the first to tell you that you may have opportunities to laugh. Now, what I don't have going on is a wardrobe malfunction, <laughs> but I would laugh at that too. I have come in with two different color shoes before. So I have a couple pairs of loafers, one's brown, one's black. I've come in with one brown and one black shoe on before uh, or socks that don't match. But my nieces tell me actually that's that's cool. That's in these days. Uh, so th that's not generally a problem or at least one that you all would know about because of radio. But when you're Joe Burrow and you sit down in front of a room full of people and your press conference is broadcast online as well as on TV, on NFL Network, well, you know, people notice if you're not wearing the correct jersey. <laughs> I guess I put the wrong one on. Well... So what happened was I forgot about the press conference, and so I also have new pants on, and so I threw my jersey back on, but apparently it wasn't my jersey. There we go. Has it been that type of day? I guess it's been that kind of, kind of day, huh? 
<laughs> now, why can't I have that type of a problem as opposed to a problem where I can't speak? Yeah, he showed up to the press conference in Brandon Allen's number eight, not his number nine. So faintly in the background, you can hear a reporter say to him, did you not notice the name on the back of the jersey? <laughs> I guess I put the wrong one on. <laughs> My favorite part of that is the laughing. The second I heard it, I came in to our, our headquarters and I said, Jay, Jay, did you see this? And so he went back and he grabbed it. But this is my fa- my favorite thing of the last 24 hours is Joe Burrow cackling at himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, let it go. <laughs> I guess I put the wrong one on. Wait, there's more laughing. I'm trying to get people to laugh this morning. Don't you always laugh when you hear other people laughing? Good game, Brandon. We were in on the Well, so what happened was I forgot about the press conference. And so I also have new pants on. He moves back. So I threw my jersey back on, but apparently it wasn't my jersey. There we go. Has it been that type of day? I guess it's been that kind of kind of day, huh? See, I'm not alone. I'm having problems talking. He's having problems getting dressed. A wardrobe malfunction for one Joe Burrow. Could you hear him? He kind of moved back from the microphone to, to indicate that he has new pants on. He was showing him off. At least he has pants on. I mean, that, there's that, right? At least he didn't forget his pants. Have I ever told you the story about the... He was a fill-in. I don't know that we'll call oh, him a producer. No. That would be too strong of a word. He came to work without pants. Just wasn't wearing any pants at all? Well, or they're no, he definitely was not wearing pants, any kind of pants. But he was wearing, okay, so boxers are not generally accepted as No, no, pants. no, no, hold on. I've got to think of the right word. Boxers are generally not the type of clothing that protects you from exposure. <laughs> and he was wearing a pair of shorts that were exactly like boxers. So they were right. I see where this is going. Yes. So he was sitting not where you are sitting. So for those of you who who don't know how our control room is set up, producer Jay and generally we used to have two people. We don't anymore and never will again, more than likely. Uh, Jay is sitting, as I'm facing him, he's sitting to my right, which is closer to the wall and the closed end of the control board. So Jay would have to slide all the way to the other side of the control board, which is to my left, right to left on your radio dial. But there's an end to the desk that he's sitting behind, the console that he's sitting behind. So this young man was wearing his boxers, essentially, and he kept sliding out from behind the console. And at some point I finally said to him, you either need to put pants on or stay behind the desk because I don't want to see you and those shorts again. <laughs> it was, yeah. Why does he keep like popping in and out for? <laughs> like, just what are you doing? Do you mean behind the desk yeah. or do you mean something well, else? <laughs> well, I suppose yeah, I could go either way. Yeah, it, it was, uh, the, these were not full coverage, full coverage shorts. Uh, and he, it's not a euphemism, Henry. It's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was kind of moving around back there and kept sliding out from behind the console and my eyes. Uh, and so that just takes me back to a friend's skit. Anyway, so I I just couldn't understand why he didn't wear pants. 
So I said to him, shoot, I forgot his name, Chris maybe? N- not not producer Chris. Where are your pants? His response, and I kid you not, they're in my bag. Just carries decides to carry around his pants in his backpack, not on his legs. What are they doing in your bag? Well, I biked to work and I didn't want to wear my pants, so I'm wearing my shorts. Hmm. So, so why did he bring the pants? You're not still on a bike. Any chance that you could put the pants on? And he said, Well, he didn't really respond. Um, I was slightly mortified and just again warned him. Stay behind the console and do not get up until I have departed the main studio. (laughs) Just, ew. What? He's definitely a millennial. I'm just saying is all. Millennials seem to have this idea of professionalism that differs. Professionalism in terms of your clothing and what you'd wear to work that differs from my generation. I know I'm old. I'm totally fine with that. But I was taught you... uh, dress well you dress for success and that tends to affect your mood tends to affect your mental approach i don't think millennials buy into that yeah it's more of a comfort thing oh it's more of a comfort thing yeah they're not some you know it gets lost in translation sometimes where you're comfortable but may not you may be making other people a little bit uncomfortable (laughs) yes he was definitely making me uncomfortable uh and i'm thinking this is my radio show and i have to look at this are you kidding me? That, that's not. That's wrong. It was not full coverage is is what I'm saying. And so, yeah, uh, I feel like the more I work in this business, the older I get and the younger the support staff gets. So people that work in our newsroom, I would say sometimes producers, you're obviously not a, a, a baby. But the more and more we see shorts, sweatpants, even yoga pants, never in my life. I don't even wear yoga pants to the grocery store. Never in my life will you ever see me wear yoga pants to work. We'll just stick with jeans. Sweatpants. People wear sweatpants into our building. I've seen it. Sweatpants and athletic shorts, which I I guess theoretically that's what he was wearing, but they just, they might as well have been boxers. I thought we had like an unwritten. We have a written. Oh, it is written. Oh, we have a written, but you know, no one's around, right? And no one seems to monitor said dress code. Talk about it off the field distraction. This is this is what no, I was I was on the field. I was right here. I was the, I was in play. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing my job and this was a ew. Uh so anyway, yes, it's definitely something that's changed over the course of the last few years too as well because the pandemic people are now working at home. My sister-in-law is in HR and she tells me two things. Number one, they have a hard time keeping employees if they don't allow them a hybrid work schedule. She works at a bank, for heaven's sakes. The, but they, I mean, she's in HR behind the scenes. But they have a, essentially a hard time keeping employees if they don't allow them to work from home a couple days per week. So their their boss was originally taking a hard line stance. Everybody has to come back. He had to cave on that because employees were leaving. So that was one thing. Number two, she said, is employees want to be comfortable. And so these days, if you require some type of professional dress, very often you get pushback. Wait, you mean I can't wear jeans or I can't wear sweatpants? I can't wear yoga pants to work? If you work at a, if you're, if you're a barista, I don't see a problem with that. Just, just wear what's appropriate for work. Like, do we really have to explain right, this and put the, it in writing? But that's like, the thing, it's... though. There are different 
definitions of what's appropriate for work. It should be a pretty common sense, I feel like. If you work at a place, if you work if you're a lifeguard, wear a bathing suit. If you're a you're a barista, wear a, a what are those things called? An apron. Welcome to 2023, producer uh, Jay. Come on now. There's no such thing as common sense. What's common sense for you is not common sense for other for the next person walking down the street. Don't I know it? <laughs> anyway, all I require is pants. That's it. Just just pants. Seems like a fairly easy condition to I, meet. I here. think we should all be able to agree on that. Well, but I know we won't. No, we. <laughs> We as a group. Okay, I didn't intend to get onto that tangent. It just, you know me. My my brain's like a plate of spaghetti. You pull one strand off or you kind of wrap a couple strands around your fork and all of a sudden half the spaghetti, half the thoughts are falling off the plate. So, you know, <laughs> we're going to get back to football. But that was fun. Just as a warning, don't wear boxer shorts to work. <laughs> he said, my pants are in my bag. Oh, Take them out. Seems like a good place for them. It's after. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hurry back to throw. And it is. Is it tossed? Oh my goodness, it's tossed. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Back from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Cooper Cup's got it. Touchdown LA. Burrow back to throw. Looking. Firing deep for Chase in the end zone. Oh, He's yeah. got it. Mahomes fires for the end zone, caught, touchdown, Kansas City! And off to Eckler again, no, Herbert keeps it, end zone, touchdown! 
Chargers. Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap. Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. We haven't done this in a while. Kind of looking forward to this edition of QB News, and we're going to mix it up. We'll do the hard-hitting preview of Divisional Weekend on the last show of the week, which comes up in mere hours. Let's hope by then I can actually speak. Instead, we'll do uh, some of the more peripheral stuff, like Joe Burrow, who wore the wrong jersey. And the reason we're playing this again is because Josh Allen actually was asked about fashion, too. But just for fun, Joe Burrow showed up to his press conference with the wrong jersey on Wednesday. (laughs) I guess I put the wrong one on. (laughs) Good game, Brandon. (laughs) Well, so what happened was I forgot about the press conference and so I also have new pants on, and so I threw my jersey back on, but apparently it wasn't my jersey. There we go. Has it been that type of day? I guess it's been that kind of, kind of day, huh? <laughs> now, I don't actually know this to be the case, but after Burrow shows up with a wardrobe malfunction, do you think then the reporters got wind of it? Walkie-talkies, maybe? Over to the Bills facilities and wanted to know from Josh Allen if he would like to participate in a fashion contest walking the runway maybe with Joe Burrow? He's going to win that battle uh, 10 times out of 10. Um, I don't really I don't dress to impress uh, on game day. Just kind (laughs) of walk in the closet and pick whatever I see first. Boxers? Okay, two things. Uh, It's dress for success to be sure. You got to do that, Josh Allen. But also, number two, who asked him that question? And who gives a crap? Why would you be asking an NFL quarterback, do you think you could win a fashion contest? A beauty contest with Joe Burrow? That is the strangest. That's something that you would get on media night or media day. No, I don't. You should be ashamed of yourself. All right, let's let's talk about something that's got a little more teeth to it, shall we? Uh, Joe Burrow knows. He knows what's in store in Orchard Park. Now, this is a game between Bengals and Bills. A lot of people will look at as the one that we didn't get or that we didn't finish a few weeks ago. However, this is a completely different atmosphere, and there is talk that DeMar Hamlin will be in the stadium. Can you imagine if he walks out on the field, he leads the Bills onto the field and carries the flag, the atmosphere with Bills Mafia? I always enjoy going on the road. It's uh, just you and your guys. Feels like it's you against the world, and that's that's where we like to be. I never feel like an underdog. He has been saying that over and over again. I don't feel like an underdog. We're not underdogs. We're the AFC champions. In fact, Zach Taylor repeated that as well. We don't fear anybody. We are the defending AFC champions. Us, not them. I like the swagger. I like the confidence. But man, that place is gonna be lit. Highmark Stadium, maybe it'll set some noise level records. Ah, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship. (laughs) As for Josh Allen, uh, he knows, got to limit those mistakes. That's one way to uh, quiet your crowd pretty quickly is if you turn the ball over three times like you did last week. We want to end the ball or end every possession with the ball in our hands, whether it's a touchdown, um, you know, punting it away or or kicking a field goal. And that's, that's our mindset that'll never change. And you know, there is a, a thin line between being aggressive and, and um, being a little bit reckless. So, again, just, you know, getting back on the right side of that line and uh, being 
being smart, but being not being conservative. We'll hear from Sean McDermott before the hour is up. He actually has a theory as to why the Bills have been turning the ball over more lately. <laughs> it's funny. I don't know if it's accurate or not. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe God is a Bills fan. I'm not sure. Anyway, that game is certainly a marquee battle on CBS. 3 o'clock Buffalo time. That's noon Pacific time on Sunday. First half of that doubleheader. Uh, before we move on from the AFC North, the Bengals-Ravens game featured that one turning point in which Tyler Huntley attempted from the two-yard line to go up and over and reach the ball across the goal line. But before he could cross the plane, what happens? Logan Wilson knocks it away. It goes right to Sam Hubbard. Hubbard turns around and motors 98 yards the other direction for the go-ahead touchdown. He's on my ass! <laughs> I, was, I was terrified they were going to catch me. <laughs> anyway, Kenny Pickett, the just-completed rookie season uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, was a guest on Not Just Football with Cam Hayward, his teammate, and he says that that whole Tyler Huntley moment could have been done a whole lot differently. Unless it's fourth down, there's no there's, this is the last play. I think that's the only time when you should really kind of reach the ball over the top. I catch the ball out of the snap, and I kind of like to read the front. I like to read where guys are slanting. You know, if I feel like they're pinching the A-gaps hard, I'll kind of, you know, weave to the B-gap, and I'll try to find that soft void, you know, in the front if I can. So I never feel the need to jump over the top just because of the risk of losing the ball um, and knowing that, you know, I got guys behind me that could help push. That's kind of how I approach it. Um, I never like to reach the ball over for that reason. Um, obviously, he's trying to make a play. He's trying to win. Um, so everyone has their own approach, but, you know, that's just mine. Kenny Pickett with his teammate, not just football, Cam Hayward. I like the analysis, like the breakdown from the rookie and what you see. And what we heard from John Harbaugh is that Tyler was supposed to go low. I'm not sure if that's hanging your quarterback out to dry. Uh, Tyler's certainly a, a quarterback, which means that he can make decisions at the line of scrimmage just that wasn't the right one, and it went horribly wrong. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. The Chiefs will be in play this weekend, and I kind of feel like they're flying under the radar, which is strange for a team that won 14 games this year. Uh, a team that's the top seed. It has the bye. Arrowhead Stadium will be rocking despite what Trevor Lawrence believes. Andy Reid, so impressed with his quarterback for a new reason this year because of all the changes around him, and yet... Patrick Mahomes did not change. All of a sudden, his receiving core, for the most part, except for McCole, they leave. New group comes in. And he didn't flinch on it. He didn't complain. He didn't, you know, run up to Veach and go, what are we doing? You know, that type of, that's not what he, that's not what he did. He just said, I understand. Let's go. I think you build up for this all season long. Um, and the, the regular season, you take it week by week. Um, but you want to be here in the playoffs. And you know you're going to play... Uh, the best football teams in the league, and that's what you want to do as a competitor. And so uh, I'm excited to, to get to go up against a great football team at Arrowhead. That's always a good time. When I hear Andy Reid say that Patrick did not run up to their GM, Brett Veach, and say, what are we doing? You know what popped into my brain? That's what Aaron Rodgers would have done. That's what Aaron's done in the past. There are a lot of quarterbacks that would do that. Not Patrick. It's your confidence enough in your own skills to believe that you can raise the level of your receiving core. And certainly uh, he gives you... He gives you plenty of opportunities to make plays, and a lot of guys now want to play on the field with Patrick Mahomes for obvious reasons. So, yeah, they've got the Jaguars in the first game of Divisional Weekend. When you think about the 
night game, it's a divisional rematch, right? So it's Giants and it's Eagles. They just played in week 18. In fact, they this will be their third game in six weeks. I love it because the Giants are fully prepared for what they will get in Philadelphia. Great opportunity for us um, to still be playing. This is where you want to be, um, playing these, these big games. So uh, it's an awesome opportunity for us. But um, as far as our approach and our preparation, it's going to be uh, it's going to be consistent with what, with what we've done all year, um, and uh, we know that's the you know the way that we're going to you know prepare to play our best on sun, or Saturday. Hostile. <laughs> Daniel Jones waxes poetic. His head coach just goes with hostile in Philadelphia. If you missed my conversation with a longtime Giants insider and host Patricia Trena, great intel on how Brian Dayball turned Daniel Jones into a quarterback who not only just played his best game, but is one who's confident and completely in control. Really good behind-the-scenes stuff about where Dayball started when he and Jones began working together last year, going back to OTA. So that's on our podcast, uh, always after hours, amylawrence.com. Jalen Hurts, well, he knows. He knows what the Giants are in for, too, because Philly's not the same as any other place. It's a swagger. It's a... um... It's um, kind of in the air of its own. You know, when you talk about the passion in this city, the support in this city, the love for um, the Philadelphia Eagles in this city, it's, a, it's truly a Philly thing. Um, and not many else, uh, not many other people, not anybody else will understand that. It's a special city. It's a special time. And, um, you know, we're taking it day by day. But obviously, we know we have the support of our city through everything. And, you know, let's show up on Saturday. So glad the top seed Philadelphia Eagles have their quarterback on the field again. Now, there was a very conservative game plan against the Giants in Week 18. They really didn't ask him to do a whole lot. He had that initial throw. I think it went 35 yards to A.J. Brown. After that, it was a lot of run game. It was a lot of ball control. They really didn't ask him to air it out, though his shoulder is apparently feeling okay. No ill effects from returning to the field. But does he think that the shoulder will be a target against the Giants defense. I got a bounty on me every week. I go out there on the field. So um, go out there and just play my game. You know, whatever happens, happens. I don't know why, but that stopped me in my tracks the first time I heard it. Maybe Jalen doesn't know the history of bounty in the NFL and what it means. But either way, it's just an, it's a unique word to use. I've got a bounty on my head the time I go out there. He didn't say on my head, did he? Wait, what did he say? Can you play the beginning again? Just so I have it accurately. I got a bounty on me every week. I on go me. out there. Okay, the field, not on so. my head. <laughs> that was sounded a little bit more like a crime drama, like a mobster. I got a bounty on me. But it did, it literally stopped me. Whoa, what did he just say? Yeah, Giants and Eagles gonna be delicious. Okay, Jerry Jones loves what he saw from his quarterback on Monday. He needs to tell you. Hey. He stepped out there and showed a lot of preparation. Uh, and then he, by being prepared, you, we got to see what a competitor of what he can do in, the, uh, in a situation that everything is on the line. You like what I did there with three NFC East quarterbacks in the spotlight? Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, and, and Jerry Jones, by the way, on our Dallas affiliate 105.3. The fan does his weekly Tuesday appearance. It's pretty incredible that there are three 
beast teams still alive of the final four in the NFC. Get me some oxygen. <laughs> Just not a shot of Jack. Not until this game is over. All right, couple shot of, of Jack. <laughs> couple of teams that uh, are no longer playing, right? Not the Packers, not the Buccaneers. Uh, definitely two of the notable surprises this season. Well, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if he's going to continue his weekly appearances with Pat McAfee, but he's making headlines with this comment about his abilities at 39 years old. Do I still think I can play? Of course. Of course. Can I play at a high level? Yeah. The highest. I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Um Right situation? Is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not laughing at Aaron. I was more rolling my eyes at Aaron, and then I hear McAfee in the background go, mm. Right situation. Um. <laughs> anyway, we're not the only ones that reacted to that Aaron Rodgers comment about believing he can win an MVP. He also called himself the MVP of COVID, which is sort of humorous. Anyway, Rob Gronkowski was a guest with Up and Adams. Kay Adams, formerly of the NFL Network. She has a morning show now with FanDuel. This is his response to what Aaron had to say. I'm totally fine with everything he said, except one major part, and that's the MVP again. It's just that I think I, I, think I could win another Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and, it, and then that would have been totally fine. Like, like, bro, like, why are you thinking MVP? Like, don't you want Super Bowls? Like, Super Bowls are, are I think, five times greater than a, than an MVP award. I have nothing to add there. That is Gronk's admonition, or admonishment, I should say, of Aaron Rodgers. Finally, another former Tom Brady teammate, Julian Edelman, on inside, inside the NFL. He doesn't know what Brady's plans are, except he knows where he won't play next season. If he has another season, it's not going to be in Tampa Bay. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just because Tom's a, a businessman. Tom's a smart guy. He's going to do exactly what he did when he left New England. He's going to go to the best situation that helps him win if he wants to continue his playing career. I don't know. He'll probably sit these next two weeks and he'll, he'll, he'll hang out with his family and he'll assess the situation. I'm sure he has a routine now because he's probably been thinking about this these last three or four years on, you know, am I going to play? Am I not going to play? Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'll give him a call and bug him a couple times (laughs) and see if uh, he'll give me anything. He probably won't, but uh, I'll let you guys know in a couple weeks. Mm. All right. Let's see. It won't be in Tampa. Strike Tampa from the list. There's still a handful of other teams that are interested in bringing TB12 on board. All right. That's extensive. Some QB news, some QB goof. Either way. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
We have fun with it. We don't take ourselves too seriously or our quarterbacks, really. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. I was talking to Brandon. Um, I can't remember. It's Brandon Sheriff and, and someone else. Maybe EJ. Uh, hadn't ever been to Waffle House in their life. So that was like <laughs> a week or two ago. And I was saying, we got to go one day after the game. And then last week, I told him, I was like, once we win on Sunday, we're going to Waffle House. So Marissa actually called. Once we win. And uh, <laughs> I talked to the Waffle House about like reserving part of it. And they were like, well, if you give us a heads up, we can kind of like clear some people out of one area. And yeah, and, and have you guys some spots saved. So they did that. And it was great. We had like 20 guys there. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Maybe after the Jags win a Super Bowl, at whatever point, if Trevor Lawrence is part of that, then he will not have to call ahead to Waffle House since clearly that is his restaurant of choice. He even was telling people his particular order at Waffle House. And this launched an entire discussion between Jay and I about what we prefer, Waffle House or IHOP. I kind of feel like you should, or I get, does Denny's deserve to be in that conversation too? I guess, I suppose. They got the I haven't seen swim. a Denny's in forever. But see, I love IHOP because I am all about pancakes and French toast. I don't love waffles. Don't ask me why. I just don't, I've never liked them. I much prefer pancakes or French toast. And IHOP has stuffed French toast. Oh, please kill me now. Anyway, so I'm not really a, a Waffle House person. Yep, yep, That's I, I said it, but I do love IHOP. That would be a fun poll, actually. Waffle House or IHOP? So we're leaving Denny's out of it? Well, I don't know. Do we need to include Denny's? Would that be the same category? I think Denny's and IHOP are about the same thing. So if we're going to put IHOP in Waffle House, yeah, I think Denny's deserves a, a hmm. uh, Any other nomination. So you could call them breakfast places, but they're obviously not. You know what comes to – this is – maybe it's just me. What pops into my mind when you say – Waffle House or Denny's, places that people go after they've been out at a club or out yeah. partying all night, and then they <laughs> yeah. go to eat breakfast at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I think a Waffle House has, like, a ski mountain, too. You ever go to, like, a ski mountain? There? I feel like there's always a Waffle House, like, huh. by the lodge. All right. Maybe not the lodges I went to. We used to ski at Killington. I don't remember that there was a mm. Waffle House nearby, the base of Killington Mountain. But anyway, that's interesting. I, I go IHOP. What say you? Denny's? Are you going Denny's? No, absolutely not. Absolutely oh. not. Um, I would probably go IHOP. I haven't. I think I've had Waffle House once. It's definitely been a while. There's none really where I live. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll always be down for an IHOP trip. Yeah. Now, see, where I live in New Jersey, they're known for diners. Jersey is known for its original diners. So I don't generally go to chains. I go to the diners where they have all. Yeah. Oh gosh, they have eight million items on the menu. Uh, so that's why I haven't been to one in a really long time. But ever since I heard Trevor Lawrence talking about it, now I want to go to a Waffle The hype is real. I'm very interested. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, speaking of hype, Trevor Lawrence seems to believe that what he hears about Arrowhead Stadium being one of the loudest, most obnoxious atmospheres for visiting teams to play in kind of thinks that's hype and not necessarily real at least judging by his comments about arrowhead obviously the environment and the atmosphere we're going to play in is one of if not the best in the nfl i mean i can't imagine it'll be much louder than our fans were here on saturday honestly but that was when we were on defense not offense so you, you we played there earlier in the year but this is a little bit different you know it's a playoff game divisional round um so the stakes are higher so i expect them to be even crazier more packed stadium but 
Um, I mean, at the end of the day, you just gotta you gotta go play and you gotta make sure you communicate. That's the one thing we gotta get in and out of the huddle. We gotta get the line of scrimmage so we have time to communicate because everything naturally takes a little longer when it's loud. What are the chances? Call me crazy. What are the chances the beginning of that quote circulates in Kansas City? And I don't even mean in the locker room. I mean with the fans. Wasn't it last week where there was a Giants player? I remember exactly who it was, uh, who talked about how it was relatively quiet inside U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. And so the fans took that personally. Now, the Giants ended up having the last laugh. But what are the chances that the beginning part of that Trevor Lawrence quote, I can't imagine it's much louder than it was in Jacksonville? I can't I'm, imagine it'll be. I'm sorry. When was the last time Jacksonville won a Super Bowl? On Saturday, honestly, but that oh, was. Okay. When was the last time Jacksonville had an MVP, or you know, just in general, hosted a playoff game? Here you are in the Patrick Mahomes area, uh, Patrick Mahomes era, where they have not played a postseason game outside of Arrowhead except for the Super Bowls. That's how freaking dominant they've been since he got there. So I'm, I'm thinking it might be loud. Yeah, not really the fan base nor the team I would want to give any extra motivation to. No, generally not when they're making a lot of noise. Uh, so that's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to seeing the big dogs this weekend. Uh, the Chargers are not there, obviously. They lost to Jacksonville. Brandon Staley did not lose his job, though two of his offenses coach, offensive coaches did. He was asked on Wednesday as part of the Chargers exit interviews whether or not he believed his job was in jeopardy. No, um, I... A lot of confidence, Bill, in, in, in how we do things here and what we've been able to accomplish. Um, and that's the truth. And everybody that's been around me on a day-to-day basis knows that. And I am aware of the speculation, you know, because I have to be briefed of it, you know, to be prepared for guys like you. Um, you know, and, and I do have a family, so I understand that, um, that cares about me. But um, I'm not... I was not worried about that because um, I know what goes on here on a day-to-day basis, and um, I know what we have in our locker room. I know what's out on that field, and uh, I'm excited to keep going. (laughs) The part about the family, because I have a family that cares about me. He's got a family, man! Anyway, sounds like he was giving it back just a little bit. Might have been a little defensiveness, a little emotion there. So maybe he didn't actually believe his job was in jeopardy, but all of the talk kind of got to him. I think it would me too. Of course, people have been calling for my job since I started in this business about 20 years ago. So, you know, maybe I'm just used to it now. It just rolls off my back like a duck. <sighs> uh, Matt Canada is going to stay as the OC for the Steelers. Uh, we found that out. The Rams, though, fired a couple of their coaches, uh, though Sean McVay is staying And it's still relatively quiet around the head coaching hires. Lots of uh, job openings, lots of interviews. At this point, it's my opinion, it's just my opinion, that all the teams out there are hoping Sean McVay, pick me, pick me, ooh, ooh, pick me. And then the other dominoes will fall after Sean, did I say McVay? Sorry, I meant Peyton. After Sean Peyton makes his decision. So, yeah, we're getting a lot of other hires around the NFL and And uh, it's interesting, but just a little odd that there have been none of these head coaching dominoes drop yet. Vikings fans, you're in luck. Kirk Cousins is expected to be the quarterback again for 2023. Are you excited? Just, you know, you can be excited. (laughs) Changes, what was that face? (laughs) They're they're excited. (laughs) Are Are they as excited as Joe Burrow when he realized he was wearing the wrong uniform?
It's my favorite moment of Wednesday. Him laughing. Just really had no clue that he was wearing the wrong <laughs> I one. I guess I put the wrong one on. <laughs> so good. Oh, my gosh. Also, a couple of quick other notes. Novak Djokovic, his first win at the Australian Open in two years, and he was very emotional uh, down under, thanking the fans for welcoming him back. And it was a raucous crowd. They're an unbelievable atmosphere is what he called it uh, after his first-round win. And... Nico Jokic, Nikola Jokic, two-time reigning NBA MVP, is the franchise leader in career assists. Try that one on for size. A seven-footer and already the franchise leader in career assists with many more miles to go before he sleeps. I hope it's only 27 more miles to go before I sleep. We'll talk to you tonight. It's After Hours with Amy Lauren, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.